Hello everyone and welcome to Synesthesia, a podcast about the creatives who shape the aesthetics of music. We chat to the artists behind the record sleeves, videos, photo shoots and stylings of the freshest new sounds, exploring how contemporary culture, fashion, illustration and design reflect and enhance the musical experience. Music has always been our passion and remains an integral part of our lives. That's why we decided to put together this podcast, which we called Synesthesia, because we perceive music not only with our ears, but also with our eyes. Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Hi everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. I am Enrico, and here with me from our London studio is Clarice. Hi everyone. Ciao Clarice, how are you doing? I'm doing great, yes, on a Sunday afternoon here in the studio. So can we tell the audience how we spent our rainy Sunday afternoon here in London? Yes, absolutely. So we spent the afternoon watching video game, Stephen Stevens' latest video clip, and it was just, it's just mind-blowing. Every time I watch it, I see something new or something that I didn't see before, you know? I mean, today is not the first time we watched it, but we watched it again for a specific reason. Yes, exactly. Yes, we're here with Nicole Ginelli, the creator, the mastermind behind Video Game. And uh, we'd love to hear your, your view and how you created it and the whole process. But first, let's see if she's actually with us. Ciao, Nicole. How are you? I'm good. Enjoying the Sunday. I went up on my roof and enjoyed my little view of Brooklyn and had some coffee. I'm feeling great. Is it a busy Sunday for you? So I just wrapped up another project literally last night, and then there's a few, you know, outstanding little things to do today. Um, but it is the first day in a long time I woke up and had, you know, not really any work to do other than just little tweaks. So it felt very nice this morning to wake up and have time to go on the roof. And yeah, so a half busy, half lazy Sunday. So thanks a lot once again for spending these 40-45 minutes with us. Absolutely. And first of all, we would like to know, before going to Sufjan Stevens' video, video game, we would like to know a bit about your career. So how did you end up specializing in creative consultancy and design for musicians? Yeah, so my background is I, I went to college for graphic design and that's really where I started in terms of visuals. Um, so my, you know, training is just pretty much as a designer. And from there, you know, I, I played music uh, experimentally, I would say. I was in part of like a noise music scene in San Francisco. So just a bunch of like DIY, you know, indie musicians all hanging out and just kind of playing shows for fun. That's and, really cool. Which instrument did you play? Yeah, so I play synth um, and I sing, um, but all self-taught. Yeah, so, you know, not you know, a true, not a true like keyboardist in any sense, but I was just having fun. And um, through that time, I just, all my friends, you know, naturally just started to become musicians. That was who I was surrounded with. And once they realized like, hey, this person knows Photoshop, maybe they could do album covers for us. <laughs> I started to do album covers for all my friends. Um, so that's really how it started. It was just a very like natural, um, organic connection in the music community. And uh, so I started doing album covers, just 2D illustration. And then from there, just over the years, I started to get more and more asks from my friends. And that became, you know, 
more animation, 2D animation, 3D animation. It just kind of picked up with each um, successive project. And, um, but yeah, it all started back there with just design and then having a bunch of friends that were musicians and it just connected. We are talking about San Francisco in which years? Yeah, I went to college out there. So I lived in San Francisco for 10 years um, in the early, you know, all throughout the 2000s. Um, so it was really different from now, wasn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss it. It was great years. Um, I went to college there. I think I got there in 2004. Um, and then I stayed for, yeah, 10 years. So, um, yeah, it was great. It was a really fun place to go to college at that time. Um, I lived, I went to school in the city. And so I lived pretty much in the heart of the city, like near the ocean. That was really nice. Um, and yeah, all my earliest creative, like friendships and collaborations all started there. I have the first nostalgic question for you. You mentioned designing <laughs> covers for your friends. Can you recall the first cover you designed? I think it was for Fielded. She's an amazing solo musician. She lives here now, actually. Um, we met on tour. I used to go on tour with my boyfriend's band and me and her also went on tour as both solo, you know, experimental uh, electronic artists. And um, I did her covers for a few years. I still work with her a lot. Um, but yeah, it was a fielded album cover, 90-30-30. So you're talking about the indie scene, the alternative scene in San Francisco in the 2000s. Yeah, so about okay. this. How would you look at yourself in terms of aesthetic taste? Uh, like what kind of subcultures inspire you the most? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I'm very inspired by interactive art and ways to make animation interactive and real time. So that's really where I look the most now. I'm, I'm constantly collecting images. Like I hoard images for inspiration. So I'm constantly on Instagram, screenshotting things. Um, always looking at other 3D artists, 3D animators. And yeah, I'm just hoarding images. You know, I'll take screenshots from videos that I like, um, films, and I just have a huge giant collection that takes up a ton of space on my computer. Um, but, and whenever I start a project, I just start to go through this, you know, it's basically an inspiration folder that I've collected over the years. It's just huge. So I really just go through the whole thing. I go through some of my favorite videos before I start a project. And usually I'll just be building off of inspiration images and then my own taste and the artists as well. And trying to find like a happy medium between all of that. But how about the past when Instagram didn't exist? Did you belong <laughs> to any specific subcultures besides this um, San Francisco indie scene? I mean, did you listen to punk music, to rap, to techno? What's the like? What's your cultural universe? Very experimental, and you know, noise music was a big thing. I came out of yeah, this like noise. DIY sort of uh, aesthetic and a lot of that had to do with like video art and um, also like 70s airbrush art always feeds into that people in that world love sci-fi so there's this sort of um, yeah like sci-fi 70s airbrush I mean I pull from just so many vast you know artistic influences um, in that sense too it's not just the music but there's also just so many visual references as well um 
I'm trying to think what else. Like, yeah, well, I, I comics for sure. Some comics, yeah. I mean, I I also lived in Chicago for a while after San Francisco, and there's a huge comic scene there, especially experimental comics. Um, I mean, I would say um, always like an avant-garde band, an experimental band, and um, like a lot of 70s airbrush stuff and sci-fi is kind of the meeting point maybe of everything. I tend to always have been more in electronic music scenes, so um, experimental electronic music, but also house music and um, yeah, techno. When I lived in Chicago, for sure, house music was huge. Um, and everyone there has similar touch points about the sort of like 80s, uh, um, like 80s science fiction and 80s films is like huge there and R&B. I mean, there's so many influences yeah, I mean, it's like in a blender. We could talk an hour about this, really. But I mean, honestly, have you been influenced by video games by any chance? Yeah, so that one's funny because... Um, when the email came in, I was like, this is interesting. Cause I, I actually was not a big video game player. I was a computer game player. So like right before video games kind of became a constant in everyone's house, I was just on my desktop games. Um, so I'm more c deeply connected, I would say to computer games of the early nineties. So things like Myst, I was like obsessed with Myst. Things like um, Tetris on the desktop, um, anything made by LucasArts. So LucasArts is um, George Lucas's studio that where they made all the special effects for Star Wars. But the same people that made those special effects went on to have a gaming studio called LucasArts. And they made some really experimental, cool computer games in the early 90s, which I grew up playing. So I'm very connected to those, but not necessarily video games. I mean, I played Duck Hunt. You know, I remember that where you would like shoot the duck. Yeah, like, no, I wasn't a big like, I, I mean, truly my my relationship to gaming, quote unquote, is those computer games that I grew up playing, like on my computer. And that's, you know, I still make art digitally, like on the computer. And it's all, I always think of it like it's such a connection to that. Like I, I grew up playing on the computer and I felt so much confidence in those games. I felt so inspired by them aesthetically. I mean, at that age, I didn't know, but that was kind of where my earliest love of the computer and gaming came together. Um, but no, I did not become a video gamer. I'm not a gamer now. But guess why we asked about video games? Yeah, I know. It makes sense. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. How did this collaboration begin with Sophie Stevens? Yeah, so I got... This amazing, I remember waking up and just getting this really amazing random email from his uh, label. And they just said, hey, you know, are you interested in, in pitching a video on this? Um, and they hadn't even sent the track yet, but they'd sent the song name. And of course, just the song name, Peak My Curiosity, um, based on what I just said about gaming. And I'm always thinking about computer games and stuff like that. So... Um, then I said, sure. And I heard the song and their, uh, only thing in the beginning was that Jalea Harmon, the, the star of the video was already cast. Um, so that was exciting. So that was kind of the one caveat they had was, Hey, Jalea, we want her to star in this. We want her to choreograph this. And also we just want it to feel digital and something related to gaming. It was very open in that sense. It didn't have a heavy 
hand on their end um, in terms of here's what we want visually. It was just very like much like we like your work and Julia's cast and send us your ideas, which which was great. It was open um, to my interpretation. Were you dealing mostly with the label or with the Sushan himself? I would deal with the label. Um, John Beeler there is the head of the label. He's he's wonderful, um, very kind and a great project manager. So me and him worked really closely together and then he would pass on notes from Sufjan to me. So Sufjan would write very direct notes directly to me and I would just get them from John. I first saw the video, I thought about uh, Emma Goldman's uh, If I can't dance, I don't want to be in your revolution. Ooh. <laughs> when I when I first watched it, watched it, I was like, uh, it's 2020, basically the world is ending. But <laughs> we have to find this way to escape reality and experience yeah. joy by dancing. This was a revolutionary album for Stevens. Absolutely. And I feel like this, uh, I mean, I could read uh, this um, concept of revolution through the lines. That's why I decided to quote Emma Goldman. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, I love that you saw that from the video. That, that That's so nice to hear. Um, I do think the song, I, I don't want to speak for Sufjan at all, but I, you know, my understanding of the song is, is that there is a dialogue with the ways in which um, media and social media dictate so much of our self-worth and our lives, um, and also the ways in which it, it um, affects the performer. So somebody that has to share their work, has to be vulnerable, has to be public, and the ways in which the media can distort that and, and change that image of, of them, you know? so. They're putting themselves out there, you know, a very vulnerable expression of love out into the world, their art. And then it goes through this prism of our current media state and the craziness of, of yeah, social media. And I, to me, that was, you know, and the dialogues I had with John at the label that was passing on from Sufjan, you know, the song has is multi-layered. It's not just one thing, but that was kind of what I, I picked up on and was focusing on is this the performer um, and, and focusing on how they feel and how, how could we give them some strength back. And to me, that was in fantasy, you know, the same way that games gave me so much confidence as a child. I saw that as an opportunity to give Jalea power over this video game. Can you tell us about your creative process and how you applied it to this project? Yeah, so it is the ingesting of so much imagery that is inspiring to me, um, especially based on the song. And and I really did look through um, Sufjan's creative output up to date. So I really tried to kind of take in his live shows, his album covers, you know, how he dresses. I tried to kind of find a aesthetic, um, a, a like appropriate aesthetic representation of him and also what this new album is about. So, and, and how it looks. I had also been privy to the beautiful and intricate drawings that Sufjan had done for them. Um, so those are super colorful and, and um, very geometric. So I was looking at those. And then I also had Jalea. So I, I knew I had to make something that was equal parts to Sufjan appropriate and also Jalea appropriate and something that she would fit into. Um, and then there's me and <laughs> my taste and aesthetics. So I tried to find a middle point there aesthetically and I, I landed on something like, you know, I noticed Sufjan, he's pretty sporty in how he dresses. 
um, and some of his live shows have that. They're very energetic and colorful, um, at least for Age of Odds, that tour. I was looking at that a lot. Um, so I, I tried to find a middle point. I think it landed on something, you know, Sufjan had mentioned 70s aesthetic. So we went kind of 70s, early 80s, sporty, minimal, maximal, um, soft, I think is, is where we landed. And I think that that, it made space for Jalea to come in because she also likes that early 80s sporty um, aesthetic that's kind of electric and a little neon and colorful. So that was how I bridged all those disparate influences, which is so exciting about this project was there was so much kind of to, to bring together. <laughs> what was the narrative behind the story in the video? Yeah, so that was fun to talk through with Sufjan through the, the notes we were passing back and forth. Basically, Jalea comes into this universe that's a liminal game space that's being built up by her. And she, she lands in this game that is in flux as much as she is. And at first she, she arrives there and she's not quite sure what's going on. She's awakening to the space, getting her footing. And as the song moves on, she powers up and she starts to have more and more control over her surroundings and animations start to respond to her. Um, she's, she realizes her strength throughout the course of the song. And then at the end, she has full power and she decides to turn the game off. Um, she decides to reject the game, even though she she's conquered it. She doesn't even want the win. She wants it off. <laughs> So that was something that was originally my concept in bringing this into a fantasy space and how, how can we show power in fantasy, which is what art is. And um, that was my idea. And then it was very important to Sufjan that she rejects the game at the end. Um, and that was his idea. So um, I'm really happy with, with, with how he landed there. And it was such a treat to work with Sufjan on that because obviously he's a narrative genius and such an amazing writer and storyteller. So that was really um, a treat for me. Oh, really good. You mentioned the word control. And as I was watching the, the video, I, I felt like she was in power throughout the whole story. Like she's, it's her world, you know, she controls it. She's, she's the master of this universe. Um, yeah, is this something that other people have said about the video? How and also, I mean, uh, is the sphere she plays with uh, um, with uh, an icon uh, representing the concept of empowerment? The sphere is just sort of a uh, little token of like, all right, the game's starting, and and it's just a little control object. It's just, it's it's literally an interface for the game. Um, so. Yeah, I love that sphere shot. It's, I just think it's so beautiful. For me, it was much more just functional um, and and visually beautiful. I mean, I'm I'm so um, I'm so affected on like a nonverbal level by visuals that to me sometimes that's just enough. I'm like, oh, I feel it, you know. And I love this interpretation because I think you were right on everything, single thing, and what it represents. But to me, it it was just a functional element of the game that allowed us to enter the game. So as she as she hits the sphere, we go into different color spaces and different um, levels of the game. Um, and yeah, it was meant to look like a pinball because we later end up in the pinball space where yeah. she has more and more control. Um, and, um, and a bit of observing your landscapes as well, the background, 
no, and maybe I am biased because I am Italian, but like I noticed um, tribute to the Kirikos surrealist dream, like the pictures of the Italian public space, the Italian public square, with that very Renaissance perspective. I don't know, uh, was uh, him among your inspirations? No, I love hearing that though. That's wonderful. I love surreal art and I um, am a surrealist and um, I think that's something that's been ingrained in me for a long time. Um, and I think that perspective you're talking about is something that I use a lot. But um, I was actually looking a lot at James Terrell um, and I also have just kind of started to, you know, over many years, I just kind of have my feeling for how I arrange objects in 3D space. All those backgrounds are made in a 3D, um, 3D program. So, um, yeah, and I, I wanted it to be monochromatic the way that me and the director of photography shot was um, through different colored um, lighting. So we sectioned out the game via mood and we had a different color for each, um, each scene. So um, I was trying to kind of build the backgrounds to be somewhat monochromatic and all within a similar color space as we move through each mood of the song, it corresponded to a different level of the game. The video is uh, really, really uplifting. It's something oh, that we needed in uh, 2020. <laughs> that was in my pitch, I, I said, we deserve some fun. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was, that's, yeah. Uh, that's exactly what we wanted to know. I mean, did you do it on purpose to make us happy? Yeah, absolutely. I think the song is, um, it's super, it's so beautiful and like soft in some ways, but if you really listen to the lyrics, it's kind of a darker song and it has a, a bit of a somber tone. And so my original pitches were kind of mimicking that, um, but the more and more I thought about it, you know, I was like, we have this young dancer, Jalea, whose her style is just so exuberant and she's so joyful and, um, you know, I was just like, I don't feel her fitting into a somber space. Um, so I, and I was, just, I also was, you know, we were all in lockdown at that point and it just, I was just like, we all really deserve a fun, you know, interpretation of this. And especially with Jalea, it just makes the most sense and, and I can see it happening. So I shifted the tone a bit and I literally said that line, like, um, we deserve some fun. <laughs> and um, I also said, um, we deserve some fun in that. Um, we do, we do deserve some fun. Yeah. And imagine seeing, like, looking back at this video in a 10 year time, that like people like will be thinking, wow, we were going through a pandemic. We were all really sad and scared and someone was brave enough to come up with this idea and make yeah. us so like, it's great. Well, and, I mean, Jalea is so young, Jalea is 15. So it's just, it would, I really wanted her to enjoy this. And um, yeah, I, I just fit the tone. Everything I did was with her, like at top of mind and um, her experience on the set. I really cared about it being a fun one. Um, so updating the tone to be in that space felt like the right move and, and Sufjan's totally into it on board. And the, um, the tone for the entire thing that we kept talking about was joyfully defiant. So I think too that that, that matches the song and that performers push through regardless of what happens. You know, once they put their art into the world, they have to keep enjoying this. Um, and 
that was how Jalea got tied in is because she had that whole experience already as an artist. She she put her work out into the world and it got t- took, taken from her. Um, so she's experienced that devastating loss as a performer in, in a public sphere where she puts out Renegade and then other people take credit for it and it takes her months to get that credit back. So that was where she fit into this sort of, this idea of performance as both something they have to do but something that is incredibly painful for performers sometimes i think the sharing of that art you know creates a ripple effect um and they still have to do it so yeah the tone was joyfully defiant that these performers are going to push through and make their art regardless of what happens in the public sphere and i think all artists relate to that idea i i definitely do you know so that was the the theme it's it's heady but <laughs> that's what we're going for it was more about, yeah, showing off her strength, her power, her talent. She's insanely talented. It blows my mind. So it was really just about her and making a good experience for her and having her feel proud about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of that. That's so beautifully put. And everything you say just reminds me of what I see when I look at, look at the video. And I think of female empowerment and you know, owning it, being yourself, having fun. And is, is this something you wanted her to do in the video? And is this something that others have said as well? Yeah, I mean, I kept saying, uh, one thing that we all talked about was like, you're a dance superhero, you know, your powers grow throughout the video. And I knew she related to that as a dancer, like, okay, I'm half dancer, half superhero. I'm in this game and I'm the lead character. Um, so that was what I told her. Um, and. I, I really told her I love the way that she's super exuberant. She has an undeniable energy. You know, she's a star already in these other videos that she she tapes herself and puts on TikTok. So I was just like, I want you to do that. Just do you. I you know, Suvian loves it. I love it. It it would be silly of me to try and get you to act like something else when you are already so amazing. You know, it would be a, a silly move to get someone to do something that isn't them, right? So time you work with a creative, if you try and get them to do something that isn't them, it's just, it's, you sh- no, yeah. <laughs> don't do that. We're gonna be sharing some of the best frames from this video, video game on our Instagram page, which is synesthesia underscore podcast. And we will share Nicole Ginelli's page as well, tagging her on our Instagram page. In the meantime, we have to introduce our first column. It's called uh, Word on the Street. Word on the Street. For this column, we ask you to talk us about the current cultural music scene, which you find particularly fascinating. Yeah, awesome. Um, I I might throw you a curveball and not talk about music. I might. Can I talk about interactive art? Of course, <laughs> you can. You can mention as please for you to mention specific visual artists or musicians that are inspiring you right now. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'm very into and excited by new technical achievements. Um, that are allowing for things to happen in music videos and live music performance. So um, something like uh, what what they we're calling real-time sets. So you th- there's new achievements in um, gaming software, actually, to tie it all back to games. There are real-time game engines where people can animate and make backgrounds and and make 3D worlds and universes that are interactive. 
And there are new LED um, stages that allow you to project these 3D sets in real time and have performers respond to them in real time. This is huge and exciting for people like me who animate in game engines. So there's a recent um, Katy Perry performance. Um, it was Daisy's on American Idol. And there's a studio called XR Studios that made the real-time set for her. Um, it was the first I'd seen like that. It's really worth looking up. Um, and they continue to do groundbreaking, just real-time uh, sets um, and, and have live performances done in them. Um, so that's really exciting for me. I'm, I'm like, that's on the cusp. I'm just watching it and it will completely transform film and TV and, and performance over the years. Like it, it's a huge technical achievement. So I'm inspired by that. Yes, um, the necessary follow-up question is, uh, yeah. is there any musician artist that you would like to design a set for? Oh my gosh. I really love the rapper Kamaya out of Oakland. I would like love, I would love to work with her. <laughs> She's, she also has a very colorful style. I think I can see it working. Um, uh, yeah. Maybe she will be listening to our podcast. Uh, and <laughs> Let's hope. Nothing. You never know. You never Absolutely. know. Thanks, uh, thanks for sharing these um, sources of inspiration for you. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We have to introduce um, another column. This one is called the Private Collection. Private Collection. Yes. Yeah, so tell us about your ultimate record sleeve or a music video that's really uh, inspired you. That has left a proper mark on you. You know, that kind of a music album you listen when you are like 12, 13 or video you watch and your life changes overnight. Yeah, I think for this video, it's I had a huge influence and um, I, I always look at this video constantly. But it's um, an older video by the Jackson 5 called Can You Feel It? Um, it was done, directed by someone named Robert Abel. Robert Abel had a firm called Robert Abel and Associates, and he um, and his team um, really pioneered CG animation in the early 80s. So, so, and then they, they went on to work on Tron. So sort of the visual effects you see in Tron is this team and they did a music video for the Jackson 5 and it's very weird, beautiful. The visual effects in it are crazy. Um, and basically all the work by Robert Abel is super inspiring to me and, and a huge influence. So I went back to that video a ton when working on video game. And then um, I also just watched Bjork Bachelorette the other day, uh, Michelle Gondry music video, and I don't know, it's it's amazing. It's so weird. It's narratively very com insanely complex, visually stunning, um, and you can see that just the technical achievement that they pulled off with uh, with the sets is is great, and and the song's great too. So those are my two recommendation uh, recommendations for music videos. Whereas well, so we have to ask you for other recommendations, but different ones. This yeah. is all about your. 
flavors. Yeah, we would like you to recommend us an Instagram page you love and a local spot you like can't live without. We are very much into the support your local shop movement. So if there is a place in Brooklyn or Manhattan you want to recommend, yes, an Instagram page and a local spot. The Instagram page is Great Cakes, but it is spelled at gr 8 K-A-K-E-S. It is the weirdest, most freaky um, cakes I've ever seen in my life. They're all little demented characters. It gives me so much joy and it has been my saving grace through the pandemic. Um, Talking about about cakes and music, have you watched the new Slow Tie video? No, I haven't. Does it have cake in it? He is a cake. He's basically a cake. And um, in fact, we we would like to interview the director of that video because uh, uh, he turned the artist into a proper cake. <laughs> there is wow. a yeah. It's uh, these uh, cakes um, a thing on Instagram. It's a big trend right now, isn't it? I think so. This one is weirder though. This is done by like an outsider, weird artist. You can tell it's not like trying to get. It's not trying to be like Instagram cool or anything. It's very weird and I really appreciate it. And yeah, they're all like little demons and um, like trolls and stuff. And I don't even know how she does this. It's insane, but they're, they're so joyful and weird. And oh my gosh, they make my life. It really has been my one thing during quarantine that makes do me you, happy. Do you want to recommend us a local shop for cakes as well or something? Like that? <laughs> I wish I'm gluten free, so I can't even eat these. Um, I like. Um, there's a cafe by me that's walking distance in Brooklyn, Bedstuy. Um, it's called Stone Fruit Cafe, and they also have plants in there. So it's half plant store, half cafe. Um, super good food, and I love to work in there. And it's, yeah, it's my local cafe that I can walk. We are gonna be sharing all your tips, all your flavors on our Instagram page. Follow Synesthesia Podcast. Uh, so uh, the people who are listening right now, you don't have to take notes, but you can uh, check out Instagram and uh, find out about uh, Nicole's Instagram profile, her work, uh, her like uh, sources of inspiration, her influences, uh, and her ultimately her tips. Nicole, we are running out of time, so I think we have to say goodbye. Okay, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I, I love nerding out on this stuff. It's super fun. Thanks to you. We really appreciate your time and learned so much from your experiences. Yes, and I mean, uh, we uh, we will be looking at the video with different eyes now. Because <laughs> me too, me too, based on what you guys said. Well, make sure we have a slice of cake as well. Yes, yes, we all deserve some cake right we, now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Nicole, we are looking forward to seeing your new videos and uh, to meeting you in person. So if you happen to visit London anytime soon, just hit us up. We will oh, absolutely. If we travel to New York City. And uh, thanks a lot once again for taking part in the first episode of Synesthesia. Woo-hoo! And um, that was an experiment. Let's see, that, let's see if this podcast can grow. We'll have other few guests in the next few weeks. So um, Nicole was our first. And uh, yes, we are grateful. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you so much. You just listened to Synesthesia, the artist behind the artist. Subscribe to our channel and follow us on Instagram at synesthesia underscore podcast.